This is a podcast from Rover. This is Rex Rural Exchange, the podcast and on Magic Radio. Time now for this week's view from the top paddock and we head to the hotter Whenua to catch up with one of the uh, great Rex contributors, uh, Nathan Guy down on the farm. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Morning. Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah. Happy King's birthday weekend to you yes, both. Yes, thank you for that. Might get it. You know, Bex is probably going to get less time off than me. I might have a couple of open homes to do, but she's been busy scanning, see, Nathan, the earlies too. Scanning and sharing and oh. what's a public holiday. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do them. Oh, bad, bad timing. Yeah. Hey, uh, How's your percentage? How's your empty percentage, Bex, on your uh, uh, actually, we're, we're really happy. I mean, because for us, as I was sort of saying to him, we were talking about it before the show, on our country, we don't really want high high percentages. We don't want triplets. We, we would rather have good twins. So yeah. the twin rate was pretty good, and the, the dries was not too bad either. So I think we were, we scared at 165 for the earlies. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, we were happy with that. We Our aim is 160. Yeah. Oh, well done, considering all of the Over. challenges with the bloody cyclone. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Richard said, I mean, I'm always so scared. I I wasn't actually there when we were physically scanning them. I was doing something else. Yeah. But I always am so scared to ask afterwards. I'm like, yeah. so, do I, yeah. how did it go? Yeah. Well, it sounds I, like it went pretty well to me. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I no. mean, he just beforehand, he was like, oh, well, everything else this year has been a bit of a shimozzle so yes. this is probably going to be no different so at least it was nice that that was a bit of a positive so what a good word shimozzle because i can think of other words you could use to describe this year so far anyway well, yes there are yeah. a few others that come yeah. to mind hewaka ekanoa nathan looks like it's stalled and the proposed fertilizer tax uh looks like it won't be taken into to cabinet the whole thing's looking a bit flaky now yeah we're a bit disappointed those that have been working on it for you know two to three years now it's been submitted to government they got it wrong when they came out during the consultation process paired it back a long way pre-Christmas and I don't even think it's got up to cabinet and then there's been musings I see that uh, ACT were asking Damien O'Connor a question this week in the house about this FERT levy thing so it's been mused around the traps but there's no real evidence and I think there's a stall between uh, Shaw and O'Connor as to what happens from here. Uh, a few of us are meeting Prime Minister Hipkins at the field days, so uh, we might glean something from that conversation. Uh, we may not as well. I think we all realise that something needs to happen. The big difficult part is how, and making sure that farmers are on board and that science is used to back up the narrative. So, yeah, a few challenges in the space and then of course we have the backdrop of the election Hamish and who knows what's going to happen with all that and uh, political parties going to change uh, their position or not so I think a lot of water to go under the bridge in the next wee while. Yeah indeed You're listening to Rex Rural Exchange on podcast and on magic. We're with Horofero Farmer, former Minister of Agriculture Nathan Guy. Nathan, farmers, uh, should they be worried about the wobbles in the in the sheep trade to China uh, that's been reported on this week? Uh, I think there are some wobbles in China uh, full stop at the moment uh, for all exporters, whether it's uh, red meat or dairy, uh, seafood as well. I just think that um, they've had another round of COVID which has knocked them around. We've talked about it on your show before, Hamish and Bex, that you know, when they have a lockdown, people just don't go out. I think also what's happened is they've 
been able to process some of, if you look at dairy, some of their own milk into uh, whole milk powder. So their inventory levels are probably reasonable right now, uh, hence softening in Fonterra's payout uh, for next season, midpoint eight bucks. So, yeah, that's a market that's really important for us. You know, half of our red meat almost and a third of our dairy goes up there. So we're very reliant on a strong China and uh, we're waiting for them to rebound and, I guess, open their throats. And that will come at some point. And when it does come, it normally comes uh, with a big roar. So I'm still quite optimistic, but we've probably got a little bit of headwind to go yet in that very important market. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? They ask, China is so important to us, but when they stop, they just seriously stop. Um, I, I suppose it's it's not it's not new to say. It highlights the importance, I guess, of um, having other markets other than other than China. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the EU, you know, UK FTA, they will both help. But it comes down to mm. a price point, of course, and you can't blame exporters for going where. There is a price point differential, and right now that, well, recently that's been China, uh, and it may come in due course in those other two uh, big markets, and we hope it does, and there's still a bit of a a thought that India is going to be a power broker in uh, food consumption in the future, and I think we've probably dropped our ball in that market. Aussie swooped in and got a few side deals, and I think it's one that, Foreign affairs and government need to be focused on a hell of a lot of people, 1.3 billion people, some very, very wealthy consumers up there, but uh, quite protectionist. So once yeah. again, few challenges in markets. No no real difference to what exporters have been dealing with over the decades, really. Just got to be able to move product around to the right price points. This is Rex on Magic. Nathan, the political polls of late, uh, National and Act uh, could go alone, but uh, yeah, we're talking a little bit about water going under the bridge, still a bit of water to go under the bridge here, still fairly tight. Yeah, that's right, five months out, uh, a bit less now, and uh, things will move around a bit, and typically what happens is we get closer to the campaign, the minority parties pop up a bit. Uh, A very hard one to predict, I'm still um, quietly confident, and I may get even more confident in due course that... (laughs) Uh, National and Act uh, can pull it off. Certainly in the circles that I talk to, there's uh, mood for change. And I think there's still a lot of pain out there in the New Zealand economy to play through with a lot of uh, mortgages coming off and, oh, and yeah. being refixed. And uh, that's, you know, they might have been fixed at 3 or 4% and now they're probably looking at 8 So. Yeah, a big pain point there. The, the pain point now, the the uh, the old stretch test, the old pain test is eight point seven five now, and um, we ain't seen nothing yet. On a on a slightly brighter note, um, bit of footy tonight. Crusaders, Hurricanes. Now the Crusaders have got John R. Fire, forty two year old multi millionaire, highest played rugby player in the world for a number of years. John R. Fire into the front row. They've had Ryan Crotty at training. Did you get a call from uh, Alfie Jason Holland this week uh, to to play for the? Hurricanes. I mean, you're still young enough. (laughs) He's not that desperate. I played quite a bit of rugby varsity A with Alfie. I know him well. We've had a few chats uh, this season. Uh, He's a class individual, and I congratulate him for heading off the All Blacks. But I've played a few games for the parliamentary rugby team uh, in my 40s, Hamish. And uh, yeah, I certainly, talking about the pain point, I certainly felt it uh, after the game and a few times during the game. Good fun, but no, no, I, I'll be there. 
Oh, looking forward to it tonight, but um, no, I haven't been asked to even run the oranges out. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to see actually young Reuben Love back on the bench there. I think you're capable of doing the oranges. I mean, what about uh, the yeah. water? Yeah, someone the, needs to take the, the water, water, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Could be a future for me, Bex. Who knows? Yeah, water you, boy. You could do. Of course, Alfie went to play for the Arua Rugby Club after Varsity, and we set him off onto greatness. But the Arua Club, they didn't used to have water. <laughs> they used to have a combination of lemonade and sherry. That was yeah. what you drank at half time: lemonade and sherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah beautiful. I remember playing those mountain men up oh, there in yeah. the bloody snow oh. with Buff Nesdale. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Buff. You have to always oh. look out for his swinging. Oh, coming around. Yeah, and his 38 centimetre, um, millimetre stud um, um, sprigs and things, you know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Those uh, were the days. Oh, yeah, those were the days. Anything else to add? Everything, how's, your, how's, the, sort of, how's the week been on the, on, on the Ponderosa? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, we're uh, trucking out a lot of cars at the moment to winter dancing. Uh, it's always a relief to see them uh, head off yep. and wave them goodbye for eight weeks or so, and the farm's got reasonable cover. I'd say everyone's had a reasonable autumn. Yep. And uh, we're all set up for a, a boomer season, so, you know, long may it last that we have a cracking kickstart into the spring. Certainly makes a big difference for us dairy farmers. Yeah. Great stuff. There we go. That is uh, Nathan Guy there. Of course, he is the uh, MIA and APNZ chair, Horofino Farmer, of course, former member of parliament, uh, nationals, governments, uh, minister of agriculture. It was great to chat to Nathan. Righty, let's go back over the uh, the show, Bex. We, we're done for a Saturday. Um, I just, I just, I, I've loved today, and it started, and 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 it was the. Just the feeding off Kath Baker from uh, Seven Oaks down there in, in Marlborough and their wonderful diversification they have in that property, her and her husband, Paul. I feel like she was a bit like taking the, the cork out of a bottle of champagne or something. She was oh, really, yeah. she was just so bubbly and um, enthused about life, <laughs> which was just wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I love your description of that too. You're nailing it this morning. That's good. Uh, yeah, Kath Baker. Of course, <laughs> I try. They, yeah, they were the winners of the Marlborough Environment Awards down there too with their lovely Seven Oaks uh, property. Uh, we caught up with Lowy. Always good to chat to Lowy. He's having a good weekend with the Fraser Tech Boys in Hamilton there. Stuart Taylor from Craigmore Sustainables, a GM of farming there. Big operation, eh? 16,000 cows. But you know, I love the numbers that he said. He talked about the, the, the using this eco pond, uh, 8% drop in methane emissions across their whole operations. They have 1,100 cows there, 16,000 all up, and they drop their methane by 8%. Got to be good for you, Bex. Oh, absolutely. It's a no-brainer. Like I said, um, obviously there's a cost attached to these things and hopefully as time goes by, the cost comes down and makes it more affordable for the entire industry to get on board with. I do love, one of the things I love about Craigmore's is how they use their scale and their, um, their size, I suppose, to try and advance the industry or for the greater good I guess and to trial these technologies yeah. that can actually really help us and so I really applaud them for that. Yeah, they're like, what are they? They're like crash test dummies, pinch hitters, you know what, they're doing it for the good, they're going out there and, and copying it to see how, and so far everything they do seems to turn to something pretty good. Yeah, generally I, I think that they just have a really good attitude about everything yeah, but yep. but they are willing to, for the for the greater good or to try and 
help the whole industry and I think Stuart sort of sees it as their duty a little bit or something that they feel that is important to them it's obviously part of their kind of ethos which which is great to have big bigger businesses in the industry that think like that yeah yeah excellente Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow Rex Royal Exchange this has been the Saturday edition stand by forget this it'll be called the Sunday edition I'm Hamish Mackay on behalf of Rebecca Grease Pongaroa Farmer out of the Palmerston North Studio catch you tomorrow